Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Ned Bellvance, Ned1313 on Twitter. Welcome to the Daily Check-In for September 15th, 2020, take two. That's right, I tried to do this once, and apparently putzing around with your audio settings, like, you know, I don't know, an hour before you're going to do a live stream might not be the best idea. And if you do do that, maybe test it. <laughs> so <laughs> apparently somehow I screwed up my audio settings and you couldn't hear me. And thank you so much to the commenter who told me that, uh, that tuned in and said, hey, Ned, can't hear your voice. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's a blessing for some, but it's probably vexing for everybody else. So I think I have everything fixed now. My apologies for that. Okay, so the topic for today, it's Terraform Tuesday. Get excited. We're going to be talking about Terraform Cloud. What is it? What is it all about? And how can you use it to better your Terraform experience? That's what we're going to talk about today. In terms of housekeeping items, I have two things. Uh, number one, I have started writing my official vault certification guide. It's very similar to my Terraform certification guide. In fact, it follows the exact same format. So if you enjoy that format, then the vault certification guide, if you want to go for that cert, it's going to be the same format because why, why mess with something that works, right? It's going to be avail available on LeanPub for the same price as the Terraform. And I plan on pushing the first version of it pretty soon. It's going to have maybe the first two objectives done, and then I'm just going to iterate and keep adding objectives and publishing new versions. So that's the idea. It's just going to be a rolling thing until the whole thing's complete. That's exciting stuff. So that's number one. Number two, I want to apologize. Why do I want to apologize? Because yesterday I did a live stream with David Davis about his best career advice ever, and I forgot to check in with you. I got so excited about the live stream and this new opportunity and a little, you know, befuddled about the fact that I, I am now going to be doing this thing with David Davis and I, I just got thrown off and I didn't check in with you. So I'm sorry. So I want to check in today. How are you? How's it going? How was your Tuesday? Are you going to have tacos? I mean, let's hope so. That would make it a true, a true Tuesday to me. No tacos for me, unfortunately. Uh, we're doing pot roast for reasons. but. Tacos are going to happen at some point this week, I guarantee it, because a new Mexican restaurant opened up three miles from me, and I got to try it out. So <laughs> that's what's going on with me. Let's dive straight into the wonderful world of Terraform Cloud. So let's start out with just like, what is Terraform Cloud, and why would you use it? So if we go back to older versions of Terraform, they had, HashiCorp had a product called Terraform Enterprise, which was their paid version, well, is their paid version of Terraform. And it added a bunch of things that you might want that don't exist with Terraform open source. And this was really aimed at large businesses. You know, that's why Enterprise is in the name. And it added things like role-based access control, a dashboard system, a unified place to run your various Terraform runs, a unified place to store your states, integration with source control, like all the cool bells and whistles you might want. But it was, as far as I know, extremely expensive. I never actually saw a price tag, but from those people that I talked to that saw the price, they're like, whoa, okay. So if you weren't a big enterprise that's used to spending, you know, like six figures on software on a regular basis, maybe not the, 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 the thing for you. So what did HashiCorp decide to do? They said, hey, why don't we create a SaaS version, a hosted version of Terraform Enterprise that's available to small and medium businesses, and we'll call it Terraform Cloud. And that's where Terraform Cloud came from. And it has a free tier 
that's up to five users. So you sign up as an organization, you can add up to five users and it stays free. It's got a lot of bells and whistles. It's very cool. And then if you want to bump up from there, it has different tiers. I think there's two or three different tiers that add additional functionality. So you've got options, you can grow. What I want to show today is the free version of this. So why don't we get started? I'm going to go ahead and share out my screen. There we go. Okay, we got the screen share going. This is Terraform Cloud. And you'll notice that the address for it is app.terraform.io. So if you wanted to go and sign up right now, you could go to that address and you just got to fill out some stuff and open a free account and you can start deploying your infrastructure. Now, how does this all work? Well, the first thing you have to do is create a workspace and the workspace gives you options. So why don't I just click on that? We'll, we'll create a new workspace. I'm not going to go through the whole flow, but basically you have some options here about how that workspace is integrated with something else. You can do a version control workflow, which means this thing's integrated with your version control system, whether that's GitHub or GitLab or Bitbucket, whatever it is. And when you publish a new version to a, the default branch, which you can define, it will then run an automatic plan. And if you tell it to, it'll run an automatic apply to whatever your target environment is. So that's one option. Another one is the CLI driven workflow, which means you can run Terraform commands from your local command line on your desktop, but you're integrated with Terraform Cloud using a special sign-in and some settings in the Terraform configuration, and it will instead run your actual commands up there, and it can make use of that state, which is super useful, because yes, state is managed on Terraform Cloud. You don't have to set up uh, an Azure storage bucket or an S3 bucket with DynamoDB tables or any of that. It takes care of state for you. Super nice. And the last one is API driven workflow, which is very advanced. It lets you work directly with the API. I haven't even tried it. You can try it if you want, but we're not going to do that. I'm not going to create a new workspace because I already have one that I want to show you. Okay. So the one I want to show you is called Terraform Tuesdays. So how does this work? Okay. So it's hooked into the Terraform Tuesdays repository that I have on GitHub. If you want to follow along, you can fork that repo and go ahead and hook it into your Terraform workspace. Hey, Robert, thanks for signing on today. So we'll go into Terraform Tuesdays, the workspace, and we'll take a look at it. And the last run that I had was I changed a tag in the configuration. We'll look at the config in a minute. And that caused a run to kick off. Now it has state in here. So here's the various versions of state. So remember, it's managing state for us. That's kind of nice. In variables, you define variables here. Now, if you want to define variables in a TF vars file, the way that you do it is name the file terraform dot or anything dot auto dot TF vars and check that into source control and it will use those variable settings. Now you might not want to do that. You might want to retrieve your very, you want to might want to set your variables directly here. You can do that. There's a variables thing here with the key value system. You can define it using HCL and you can also mark it as sensitive so you can't see it and you can't read it. So, well, Terraform can read it, but it can't overwrite it. It's, it's kind of funky. Um, you can also set environment variables. And as you can see, I've set some environment variables because the configuration that I want to deploy is a Azure based configuration. So I am using environment variables to do the authentication for the provider. So you need 
four environment variables if you're going to be using a service principle, which is what I'm doing. And those are client ID, client secret, subscription ID, and tenant ID. So I set them all as environment variables so they don't have to be part of my TF vars file. Okay, that makes sense. Why don't we jump over to Visual Studio over here? Uh, Visual Studio Code, I should say. I have Visual Studio running too for a separate project, which is weird. I don't really like Visual Studio, but anyway. So here's the config. It's super simple. I'm using the Azure RM provider. I'm setting the region and a prefix. And all I'm creating down here is if we scroll all the way down, I'm creating a resource group and a virtual network. It's just a VNet with some tags. That's all I'm doing. It's very simple. If you want to follow along, you're going to need to create a service principle for yourself. And that's super easy. I have some instructions here. You're basically just log in using the Azure CLI, create a service principle, and then extract the values you'll need for each of these environment variables. So this is how you get the information if you wanted to run through this yourself. Okay, so that's all of that jazz. And if I wanted to cause a new planning run to happen up in Terraform Cloud, all I have to do is change something here. So let's scroll down to the tags and I'm just going to add a new tag and I'm going to set it to viewer equals Robert because Robert's on, he's viewing, why not? And we'll save that here. And you know, I like my Terraform to look pretty. So I'm going to do Terraform format real quick just to make it all pretty. And my changes get picked up in source control. I'm commit, going to commit directly to master. Now, obviously, don't do that in a production scenario. But it's okay for me to do here because we're just doing a demo. And we're going to call this I Robert, I can't type. Okay. And then I'm going to commit that change and push it up to the repository. There we go. It has been pushed up. And if we go back to the browser and go to runs, this should, in a second, once it pushes and then Terraform Cloud sees that push, it should cause a new run to kick off. And I don't see it yet, so maybe just click back over. There we go. Okay, so it is running through the planning run. <laughs> uh, so if we click on that, we can literally see what the console output would be if we were running it locally. Once that plan is completed, it's not going to automatically apply, right? It's, Ooh, let me just close something real quick. Killing my CPU, Visual Studio sitting there, not doing anything, killing my CPU. Okay, so as you can see, it, it gets to the apply stage and then it stops there. And you can confirm and add a comment and confirm plan. And you can see it keeps track of who confirmed that plan. So if you got multiple users going on, now you know who said, okay, thumbs up, let's go ahead and apply this thing. <laughs> so while that's running, that should run no problem. We can look at some of the settings in here. If we look under general, we can see the execution mode is remote. So it's happening up in Terraform Cloud. We can see the apply method is manual apply. So it'll do the plan for me, but it's not going to do the apply until I go in and confirm that. And I've set the working directory to today's date because I have multiple directories in this repository. I only want to deploy the thing that's stored in this specific directory. Another setting that would be good to look at is notifications. So if 
you were running this and you wanted to be notified when a plan runs to go in and confirm it, you can create a notification and you can do that for a webhook, email, or Slack. So it can do either of any of those things. We'll go down into run triggers. You can actually link multiple workspaces together. So deploy one and then deploy another, then deploy another. That's an interesting pattern and probably a little more on the advanced side. You can set an SSH key if you have a custom uh, GitHub repository. Um, you can get down into version control, which specifies which branch it should look at for new updates. By default, it picks up on what the default branch is set for your VCS, but you could set it to a different branch. In fact, you could use the same repository and have multiple workspaces, one for development, one for production, and they're looking at different branches. Okay. And I think that's pretty much everything. So that should have completed running at this point. Yep, it's moved to the applied stage. So everything applied successfully, we are good to go. And that's pretty much all I have for today. So thanks for tuning in. And <laughs> I think the second go around was actually better. So thumbs up to that. Tomorrow is Wednesday. So it'll be tech analysis. And boy, the tech world has been weird lately. Maybe I'll talk about TikTok and Oracle. Who knows? <laughs> but we'll find out tomorrow. Until then, stay healthy, stay safe, everybody. Talk to you soon.